welcome to Recast, presented by the Baptist Union of Scotland. Each episode will look at a key issue of mission or discipleship for church leaders in Scotland. We will be bringing you key voices, practical insights and unique stories, all focused on the church in Scotland. So today on our summer podcast, we have Sarah Hunter and uh, we're delighted to have Sarah, who's also one of our Canopy Summer Seminar speakers. So welcome, Sarah. Where are you today? I'm in sunny Airlie, sir, on the west coast of Scotland. Beautiful uh, here today. Uh, not, I'm dragging you away from the beach then. <laughs> um, and Sarah, tell us a little bit about you and uh, what you've done in your life and uh, your your role your work give us a bit of yeah, an insight so I'm a Yorkshire girl um, Yay. Brought, up, <laughs> brought up in a little mining village just outside Barnsley actually and went to a little Methodist church when I was very young great mm-hmm. great place learned some scriptures um lovely Sunday school kind of wondered probably when I was a teenager so I um but I loved I love physics chemistry and maths and so I uh, I went to Loughborough University. Oh, that's where my daughter is. My daughter's at Loughborough oh. University as well. There we go. I had a brilliant time there. And like in the very, very first time, met a girl next door to me who was a Christian. And brilliant. said, hey, do you want to come to church? And I thought, well, why not? Nothing else to do. And I was used <laughs> to church from being really tiny. And just really, that was the first time I really understood and became overwhelmed with the power of God's mm-hmm. love for me. And and it completely changed me. Um, so that, so Loughborough is a really special place. Um, yeah. yeah. And, you, you know, I think I, I kind of jumped in full hearted, really, and, and said, oh, Lord, I'd love to be a missionary. I'd love to go to <laughs> Africa or something like that. But that really wasn't wasn't to be. And I was even quite keen just to be single kind of thing, not, you know, single for service kind of thing. Yeah. And that really wasn't where God was taking me. And um, chemical engineering was what mm-hmm. I did and, and ended up met a guy and married him. And we settled in in air and we've been there for 33 years. And my whole career was... Um, with what was Beecham, then became SmithKline Beecham, and then GlaxoSmithKline. So I I remember when when I was doing chemical engineering, there's like only a few girls at that time. Mm. So there were six girls, about 60 guys, but <laughs> three of us were Christians. Wow. And one of them said to me, I was quite an ambitious kind of person, you know, I had great ambitions with life. And one of them said to me, you know, as a Christian, you really have to give your ambition to God. And, and at first that was a bit of a like, oh, do I have to give that up kind of thing? But I couldn't I couldn't forfeit this great love that I'd found in God. And so I just, I really remember kind of pray, reading the Bible and, and praying particularly over that bit in Exodus where Moses has this staff and the staff really represents his career. Mm-hmm. And God asked him to place it down. And then it turns into a snake and God says, you know, pick it up by the tail. And, and like, you wouldn't pick up a, a snake by the tail because it would bounce back to strike you but as Moses picked it up it turned back to a staff and I I just felt God saying hold on to your career by the tail and I'll be at the head and I will guide you mm. wow and and that's really been my my testimony as I 
I started work with Beecham um, and that in itself was a bit of a miracle to get there. And every couple of years, I was just invited into another role. And there were occasions where I thought, oh, that sounds really great. Well, I'm going to apply for that. I'm going to interview for that. And every time I had an interview, I never, ever got the job. (laughs) Every single new job I got over those 30 odd years, I was invited to. And it was just that kind of like God was guiding me into, um, into something fresh mm-hmm. and new and I ended up having a brilliant career I you know worked globally over three businesses over 150 countries I traveled a lot I just had an amazing time I I think I felt more alive at work than I did mm-hmm. at church to be honest <laughs> um, so I did that for 33 years got made redundant last year um but towards the latter part in fact interesting the last few years of my career remember I, was, I used to work in London a lot and I was in London one day and and I was so conscious of the spirit actually at work in me and through me. And I was sitting, it was late one evening. And I remember just feeling like the spirit leaving me. And it was this physical, I felt physically, it was like moving away from it behind me. I go, Lord, don't, don't go yet. Don't go yet. I need you. I need you. And just as I sort of settled back, it was a sign that that was the time of my exit of me mm-hmm. going to be leaving GSK. And, and that's actually what, what happened. Um, and so it wasn't really a surprise. It wasn't easy, but it wasn't a surprise. But in parallel to all of that, I had been um, just had a real desire. My, my kids were at uni and I thought, I wonder if I if I went to uni now, what would I study? <laughs> and I just had this appetite to learn some more. Um and just was really drawn to study theology, actually, mm-hmm. but at the same time terrified because, like, I'm an engineer. I I have yes. problems. I don't do academic things. So, um, but yeah, I was drawn to study and ended up studying a graduate diploma at WTC and then a master's. Oh, so I'm partway through my master's yeah. as well. So I've I've done the work stuff and I'm studying theology too. That sounds and amazing. So yeah, yeah, sounds yeah. brilliant, Sarah. And 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 impressive to somebody like me as well and um and actually there's something really important there isn't there about you know we have we still live with a little bit of this illusion that if if god you know you really kind of give yourself to god you'll end up being a missionary or a, a minister or something like that and i think your story is very powerful at reminding us that god has a calling on each of our lives into different spheres of influence and opportunity and and he uses us in that um and actually um in our podcast recently, we've been thinking a lot around that idea of faith in the marketplace or faith on the front line, to use uh, LICC's term, and just um, how how God uses us in the places where we spend a lot of our time, um, and that for a lot of people is their workplace, not entirely. Um, and that's why part of the reason we wanted you to lead a seminar around that kind of area at Canopy Um because you know a huge percentage of people come to canopy uh doing regular stuff during the week um and so uh, not everyone could be at your seminar i i was so that was brilliant um i just wondered if you could maybe highlight a couple of things to us that you felt were particularly important that you wanted to share with people on that day yeah so i i i called the seminar how can we cultivate the presence of god in our workplace and I, and I called it that because you're right, we we often think that, you know, with the sacred secular divide and we think that the, the voluntary work that I do at my church is way more important than the kind of 40, 50 hours that I spend at work. And even within that time at work, we might think I'm doing God's work if I'm sharing the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And and like at Loughborough, we had an amazing kind of program. We were always doing missions. And so I kind of started work thinking that was my my job description as a daughter of the living God in the workplace was to share the gospel. And all these people were going to get converted in like two, three years on and nothing had, mm-hmm. that hadn't happened. I began to say, OK, Lord, what? What am I to do? So even if we think a little bit about, yeah, it's important I share the gospel. Actually, we don't do that all the time, mm. verbally anyway. I probably shared that 20, 30 times, maybe in 30 years, which is not like very good productivity. Um, but every single every single aspect of our work, I think God wants to be present with us mm. and to work through us for his great plan of redemption. So the the whole biblical story is about how he's transforming the from the garden to the city, how he's transforming mm. and recreating, redeeming everything for himself. So I called it that about God's presence, because I think if we think of it in that terms, it becomes just that's what we're there for. That's why we're there to, to take God's presence. Mm. And of course, we in the Old Testament, that was that was the temple was where God was present but today through Jesus we have the Holy Spirit and we are like little temples and we can carry God's presence wherever Mm. wherever we go so I did a little bit in the seminar I did a little bit of of the theology of work um and I don't want to some people get quite kind of frightened by this word theology but it's just about what is who is God and what does he do so a little bit about that and there's Mm. loads of angles that you can take on it um, a little bit in that, then we did a, a little model to think about. And then some of the practices, because I think we we think of spiritual practices or habits of purpose, if you like, in the context of outside of work. But mm. there's a lot of research LICC have done recently actually to show, to show that, yeah, that's important. Um, but also as important is what practices can we bring into the workplace that make us aware of what God's doing, that open our eyes to how God is working and actually to invite him into the mm. things that we're doing so that he can transform us like ourselves as disciples. He can work in the people we're touching shoulders with every day and the bigger culture and um, the lasting kind of cultural changes. So I looked at it in those three yeah. um those three yeah no that was and that was really really interesting and and helpful and for you what are the practices that you personally have found in the workplace that have just helped you to kind of cultivate that sense of the presence of God because you've had a very you know high power significant busy job um in a scientific kind of context as well so how's that worked out for you well I think that it's evolved a lot through my career. I think early on, it was more of a desperation. I think, okay, Lord, you've brought me into chemical engineering. Here I am. Here I am. There aren't very many women in engineering at all. And even fewer Christian women in business of any nature. This is back in the 1980s. So I need to absolutely know that I'm exactly where you want mm. me to be. There's a bit of a desperation. Are you really sure this is where <laughs> I am to be? And, and what do you want me to do? And um. And I, I think my, I love running. So every Sunday morning was a long run where I would just talk to the Lord about everything that we'd got coming up that week and kind of like laying it before him, almost mm. like, here's my calendar. What are we doing with calendar this week? There seems to be so much in here, Lord, what are we going to do? And and just laying all that before him and asking him to bless it and work and work through it. So I think that's kind of where where it started I know after I'd realized that I wasn't there to convert everybody, um, like I said, Lord, okay, what am I supposed to do then? And and he showed me three characters, showed me Esther, 
Joseph and Daniel Mm -hmm. and just what their role was like in society amongst the public. And I do think that we can learn to read scripture with like workers' eyes from a biblical context. LICC are great Mm -hmm. for that actually to really help us do that. So understanding scripture in the context of if you look at it, we sometimes look at scripture from the spiritual perspective, but look at where they're located. So many of the stories of Jesus are located in the marketplace. So many of the parables, you know, almost all of the parables are in a workplace context. And we kind of miss that. Mm. So it's it's reading the Bible with that open eyes of what is it saying. So Esther's was this was this queen that was positioned for influence, um, you know, this multinational corporation that she had this massive, she had this access to people that she could influence for God's purposes. Even though God's name's never mentioned in the book, God's fingerprints mm-hmm. all over it. Same with, with Joseph, who probably was the only Jew in, in Egypt when he went down there. And he was like a management consultant, you know, he could survey <laughs> the situation, see what the problem was, work out a solution and make it happen. Yeah. And then he rescued all of his brothers and, the, you know, the whole story of the nation of Israel was birthed in that. And and just how um, how Daniel was absolutely resolute in his integrity and his honour of God, but was willing to kind of like, he was willing to accept his name being changed, but he absolutely was going to stand strong on other things. So these characters mm-hmm. are great. But when it comes to like actually in the workplace as well, I mean, I just took a practice of whenever I was walking to work to play worship music. So I would start out my day with worship. And whenever I was walking from one meeting room to the next, and maybe just if I wasn't walking with anybody, I put worship music on. Mm. So you're constantly doing that. I think one of the most um one of the most significant practices I started was and it kind of depends what your routine at work is like. So everybody's routine's really different. Like everybody's got different types of things to do. My Most of my work was meeting with other people and discussing things, developing things, shaping ideas. So I had a lot of meetings. So because that was like the basic building block of my day, I, I said, what I started to think, what kind of practice can I build in that mm-hmm. will help me see God in there? And it was just a really simple thing of, asking the Lord's authority to be over the meeting, to be in the hearts and in the minds of the people there and just welcoming God's authority into decisions that were made. And, you know, sometimes I would find myself in the meeting asking somebody a question and I'm saying to the Lord, why am I, why am I asking that question? Because it doesn't really make sense to me. But then that person Mm -hmm. would give me the answer. I go, oh, okay, Lord, I see why you wanted me to ask that person that question because it, Sometimes the problems we're dealing with are so complicated Mm. and so massive that I would have no idea how to navigate through it other than (laughs) some guidance from the Lord. So bringing that in, simple things like, um, you know, your password, whatever password you put into your computer, you'd constantly have to do that. Just having that be a verse or a scripture or something that triggers something in your mind. Mm -hmm. People like using little post-its. I have post-its all over my laptop here. (laughs) just a verse for that week yeah that whenever my gaze is wandering or I'm just thinking about something else I'll be drawn to that scripture um you know reading scripture I think I said this in in the seminar reading scripture when we're in a comfy chair when we're like got our bibles open in front of us and it's all quiet is one thing but when you read scripture in the middle of a busy day in a meeting when everything's happening all around you or things are falling apart or people are asking you for multiple it actually it actually changes yeah your persona it changes everything about you um the the other thing that 
it was like a really significance for me at work um, was that GSK had had a Christians at Workplace group there since 1943. So wow. for, since 1943, there'd been a group of people praying and reading scripture. Yeah. And so that was continued. We used to meet on a Monday for prayer and a Wednesday for Bible study. And we would pray for leadership. We would pray mm -hmm. for culture. We would pray for God to place Christians at strategic places. We would pray for our individual needs, the projects we were working on. And just when anybody had something major that they were dealing with, we would pray over them mm -hmm. that God would, you know, bring them wisdom, bring them insight, be their source of knowledge. It was such a fantastic source of encouragement um, because it's a big organization with different Christian groups all over the world. And we would connect together every now and again to so having if if you've got Christians in your workplace and they'll be there, I'm sure they'll be there. If you're in a you know anything over a hundred or whatever, it's great to get together mm. to pray together about your workplace. And it's so good to read scripture and just say, what was the context of that scripture? What's God saying to us now? And then you carry that with you as you go back into the workplace. Yeah. And that is transformative, definitely. Yeah. I'll give you one other example of of spiritual practice and this was taught to me by a guy in India actually that we uh, one of my last projects I was setting up a big center in India and, and the guy that we hired is a wonderful Christian man and he would pray for the three the people that he'd met yesterday every morning he would pray for the people he'd met yesterday pray for what he'd learned about them what you know about their families mm -hmm. just pray for God's blessing over them and then pray for the people he was going to meet that day and I remember speaking to a teacher once and she would pray for every child in her class. And in the start of a class, she had a new class and she was, as they were working, she was going around and praying for each child. And she felt the Lord say to her, no one has ever prayed for that child by name mm -hmm. before, you know. So praying for people by name, mm -hmm. even as you're in a meeting or even as you're having coffee with them or just getting to know them, Um yeah, but all these spiritual practices are things that I think, you know, research shows that if you if you're told to do something, it doesn't always work. But <laughs> if you develop something that works for you, to try it out and see yeah. it works. But it, it it's to open your mind and your heart to what the Lord is doing and mm. around you. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm Sarah, it's really inspiring because it feels accessible. And I think inspiring things often are accessible. We don't necessarily do them, but you think, oh, yeah, no, I could do that. And the other thing that really um, strikes me is the kind of integration of your life. And I, and I think that's a really important thing for all of us um, in whatever role we are, that you know, we don't just compartmentalise our faith into certain bits of our lives, but actually it's integrated you know, through the whole of our lives. And that, and that really comes across really strongly with you. So thank you for that. Mm. I, just one question, really. Um, there's there's kind of a lot of resources out there and it's always a bit overwhelming, isn't it? Where you don't know where to start. So um, have you got any particular suggestions that you think would help people to make a start? Or we've got a lot of leaders listen to that, that they might want to read, which might yeah. inform their preaching yeah. and teaching and pastoral work as well. Yeah. Um, well, I would say we're doing LICC's Exec Toolbox module. We're doing that um, in, um, I'm helping with that actually starting in October. So that would be a great thing to do. That's more for um, executive yeah. type level, but there are other things that LICC do, which, you know, rework and emerging leaders. Mm -hmm. 
But in terms of books, I can definitely recommend I've got a lot. One of the early ones I, I read was Work Matters, which is Lessons from Scripture by Paul Stevens um, mm-hmm. uh, from Vancouver. And he just takes different characters through the Bible and shows you how you can connect with that. It's a great, great book. There's another one called Every Job a Parable by John Van Sloten. And it's what farmers, nurses and astronauts tell us about God. <laughs> so again, little small chapters, but you know, it goes through the bin mm. man, the guy that drops the flyer off, the kind of window cleaner. Every job teaches us something about mm. God. So that's super. Um, Tim Keller, he passed away mm. just recently, but his classic Every Good Endeavor, Connecting mm. Your Work to God's Plans for the World, is a classic. And he talks about cultivation and just how much the Bible talks about cultivation and farming. Mm. And that's our cultivated culture. That's a beautiful one. And one that I just read recently, um, which kind of hooks onto this idea of what does it mean to be a priest? What is it that we're called to be a kingdom of priests? And it's called Widening the Circle by Graham Tomlin. And his kind of theme here is as we widen the circle that we carry the presence and then that presence Mm -hmm. and that holiness extends around us. And that really, as as one of the roles of the priest was to facilitate this um, voluntary offering, this burnt offering, this thanksgiving offering to God, in the same way we as priests offer our work. And of Mm -hmm. course, I don't do anything on my own. Everything I do has got lots of people contributing. But we offer that our work is our worship and offering that to God as a fragrant offering, because that that offering's not just incinerated, it becomes this beautiful offering mm. to the Lord. So our work as our worship is actually what defines us as being different mm-hmm. to the people that don't know the Lord. Um, so yeah, Graham Tomlin's Widening the Circle is is another more recent one, a little bit more academic, but yeah. um, another great book. Sarah, thank you. And we'll put all those resources on our uh, the notes that go with our podcast. Um, and uh, we've had Ken Benjamin from LICC doing a podcast with us, and he's doing some um, sessions as well for leaders. Uh, so there's all sorts of ways that people can access this subject more thoroughly and think more deeply about it. So thank you so much for being with us today, and thank you for doing your seminar at Canopy as well. Really appreciate uh, all your input and everything that you shared with us thank you very much thanks very much Lisa cheers bye bye